Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 100. Can you believe that? 100 episodes of this podcast. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for following me on this journey. Uh, thank you for following me online and coming to my comedy shows. Just thank you for sharing my content. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't believe it. And I've had such a friggin' ridiculous day, okay? I was up all night with my kid, my older daughter, vomiting, projectile vomiting all over me, all, all over my bed. I got the sheets downstairs. Oh my God, you have, no, I'm all natural today because of it. I mean, not, let me see, I'm doing the video, you know, the video podcast. I'm wearing makeup. I never not wear makeup um, just because I love makeup. But I don't have my eyebrows on. I don't have my line, my eyeliner on. But my it's really my hair that's all natural. Okay, I'm just doing one natural hair today. Anyway, <laughs> here's a few hundred facts for a hundred episodes. There's a hundred tiles in Scrabble. Did you know that? I did not. A hundred years in a century. On the Celsius scale, a hundred degrees is boiling water. There's a hundred yards in a football field. And my favorite 100 fact is if you had $100 billion, you could spend $3 million a day for the next 100 years. We don't have $100 billion. No, not $100 million. Nope, not tell me. No, we got no millions over here. <laughs> anyway. No, the real fact of the day, and you're never going to look at avocados the same, you know, because I... We talk about food here. That's just what we do. Even though, and let me just say this, okay? Somebody said to me, oh, at least you're doing like a lot of food posts. You're doing food. I said, you know what? I don't give a shit what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing, you know what? I'm, yes, I'm a stand-up comic. What do you want me to do? You want me to just like talk about things that are not like real to me? I, I, I'm a foodaholic. That's what I am. So that's what I'm doing. Anyway, avocados. They were founded uh, when when they were just when avocados they not founded when they were discovered it was 500 BC by the Aztecs and they named them this name whatever and the direct translation was testicles that's right avocados means testicles that's right the texture the shape the size by the way the size really who has balls that big please somebody tell me who has balls the, the avocados that I just got delivered from Costco the giant. I mean, listen, if I was with the man and I saw that he had avocados that big, you know what I'm saying? I'm running the other direction because I think there's something that's like elephantitis shit right there. But in addition, to, are you never going to look at avocados the same? You never, never, never. But in addition to uh, being the word avocado, meaning testicle, is that they also were called alligator pears. And you could see that the, the alligator skin and the way that they grew. You know, they, they grew the same way on the tree as a, uh, as a pear or they grow this or maybe like the same way as a man's balls. I, I, I just can't. I just can't. Um, I'm never looking at avocados the same. That's it. That's it. Oh my goodness. You know, remember those sneakers I told you about a few weeks ago or a few episodes, maybe like, I don't know, 20 episodes ago called On Clouds, all the fabulous geriatrics around Manhattan are wearing them. I got a pair. Got a pair. Um, the logo on the sneaker, it looks like a Q and a C, but it's really like O and C and it's called On Cloud. And they're just like a regular, they almost look like a running shoe, but they have a sole and the sole has like these holes in it. And apparently they are like the softest, most sumptuous, light, airy shoe ever. And uh, not that I'm, you know, like 
an octogenarian stalker or something, but I'm, you know, look, I got sensitive feet. What could I say? I love heels. I love shoes, but I love comfort. Okay. And living in Manhattan, it's like the great friggin' outdoors. You got to leave your house. You got to have comfortable shoes, umbrella, you know, a mace spray. I need to have a bear spray. I, I need rain jacket. It's ridiculous. So I don't give a shit. So I was like, I'm going to get a pair of these sneakers. Right. I spent much more money on heels that I wear, you know, twice a year. Right. Such a stupid investment. Whoever was like, I'm going to have a joint collection of shoes and I'm going to collect you. Oh, right. Your shoes. Your, are they bringing you an ROI? Let's see what those Manolos look like in about 15 years time. They're going to be crusty. So anyway, $150 for on clouds. My boyfriend took me and um, he actually got a pair, too. And you know, I convinced him. I'm like, oh, baby, they're so cool. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, baby, you're old. I think you need to take care of your feet. <laughs> but no, they have one flagship store in New York on Lafayette Street. And it's funny because uh, there was a line out the store, a line out the door around the block. But you couldn't see in the store. And I'm just like, oh, let's get online. And he's like, I bet this is part of their marketing scheme. You know, that's typical Italian. Typical Italian, right? Sees a line out the door instead of like, oh, they must be busy. Oh, they must be popular. He's looking already for, the, he's like, like they're probably, they're probably, uh, you know, it's probably part of their, their scheming in there. Bunch of weasels running this company. I'm like, oh my God, babe, let's just get online. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but, but I have to be honest, you get on, you, once you get into the store, they move you, they, they let you in like a few people at a time. And then you sit on a bench with like three other people. And then you graduate to like another bench and then another bench. And then by the time you get in the store and you're like, wait a second, there's not, not like, this isn't a mob scene in here. But it was crowded. I got to say, he got his sneakers right away. Mine didn't come yet. We had to order mine because um, they they were sold out. Well, I wanted the black black sneaker with a black sole so I could wear them for stand up because I'm like, you know, move around, blah, blah. But they were sold out in the store, sold out online, like no none in the warehouse. So I got the black with a white sole. I got uh, cloud fives is what they are. They're cool. They're not ties, like sneaker ties. They're like a bungee cord lace. They're super comfortable. Uh, everybody has like, I, I just feel like the whole city is wearing them. Like not really, but you know what I'm saying? In rich neighborhoods, the whole older population seems to be wearing on and hokas, you know, hokas, those are the running shoes, but hokas are hideous. Hokas, you look like Frankenstein feet. These are actually cute. Anyway. So we did that. And then after, after we got the on clouds, I went to uh, one of my favorite coffee shops that also uh, has a now like a, a now as if like they've had a menu for the last 10 years but i was going to this place forever it's called the smile it's on bond street if you want if you're ever in the noho area you know north of houston there's all these restaurants and they're great but you know they're pricey but if you ever want to go and if you're doing shopping in that area and you want to get something like on a little side street you want to do a coffee maybe like a little sandwich or a salad this place the smile is great um it was, it's actually right across the street from a place called the Furniture Joint. I used to take an upholstery class there because that's what every girl in Manhattan in her 20s does is take a class to make ottomans. I mean, what can I say? I like to make things. But anyway, after we had lunch at the Smile, we got in the car and we, we headed uptown. No train, no train that day. Um, and we, I saw there was Banana Republic closing more locations. On the Upper East Side, they closed another big giant store and they're putting a Lululemon in there, Lululemon. That's a store that has no debt. That's a company that has no debt. I, I when the last time I looked at that those company financials, they had no no debt during the pandemic. I remember when I was I was doing a lot of trading because I was taking advantage of the bargain prices that were uh, falling on the stock market. 
I made some good, smart investments. Some I took out the money and I should have just left. But let me look. At the time, I remember seeing Lululemon stock. I think it was like 293 or 300. This was like maybe in June, 2020. Okay, so that's right. So then now the stock is trading at 364. But they, they at the time, I think I remember reading that they have absolutely no debt. Anyway, debt, debt. Anyway, good stock. But it's that's high, right? I will. I don't know. I didn't do the the math. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving, move, move, moving right along. Last uh, week, I talked about Easter eggs and all this stuff, and you know, and then that week was Greek Easter. You know, the the last this past week was Greek Easter, and you know what I just found out about Greek Easter uh, on the egg note? They don't die. The Greeks and I don't the Greek Orthodox, and I don't know if the Russians do it too, but the Russian Orthodox, but they don't dye the eggs multicolors. They dye the eggs red uh, to symbolize the blood and sacrifice. And the, uh, that's what they do. And the first egg, the first red egg that they die, they save for an entire year. Why? Okay. But this, that egg symbolizes Mary's egg. Mary, uh, Mary's egg. A little gross, right? A little, yeah, you know, a little gross, a little gross. You know what else is a little gross that I was thinking about the other day? I mean, this is going to sound terrible because, you know, I'm Catholic, but I should go to church, but okay, we're not going to go. If you ask my mother, you're not going to church. Okay, ma. Relax. Uh, we walk. Everybody walks around with the cross, you know, and the, you know, like the, the the cross, you know, the crucifix, and uh, uh, I don't know. It's like we're walking around with a man, you know, nailed to the cross. I mean, I'm not saying that. Of course, we know why, but it's a little like gory if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you take the religion, you take the emotion, you take the tradition, and all that. If you take that all out of the way, it's a little, it's a little weird. It's like walking around with a walking around. With, I don't know, like an axe and somebody on the floor, like with an ax in their neck, you know, or on your neck. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Okay. Moving right along. You know, I live obviously in the pond building and I don't have laundry here. <sighs> I have it in my basement. I could have laundry in my unit and I, I am going to put it in eventually. But right now, you know, cause I'm a hoarder. I, I'm a nice hoarder. I'm not a bad hoarder. Um, I should go on that show and show off my stuff. You, yeah. I would go on it just to, just to t- show you people all my, <laughs> Like a little kid. Okay, so these are my Ferragamo flats collection. <laughs> and no one's getting rid of them. Um, all the ladies. I like doing my laundry, though, in the basement because all the old ladies that are down there doing their laundry, I like to you know see how they do their laundry. Nobody walks down into the basement with a laundry sack on their back that they got free from the, you know, the laundry bags you get free from the laundromat. Like they write your name and your apartment number on them. Like if you don't live in the city and you live in a house with machines, this is what we do. People usually take their laundry out and uh, they give you these bags, laundry bags. And I have them because my dry cleaner gives them out just for, you know, advertising purposes. And nobody brings those bags, those sacks down to the basement. No, everybody in on the Upper East Side, they, you know, oh, they do their laundry. Very nice, very pristine. They have a special collapsible laundry thing, little, you know, to put their whites in their docks. And they have a little basket that they put their little you know, their little bottles of detergent. And, you know, I go down there and I, you know, I, I look around. Well, I have been noticing a certain type of detergent that these ladies have been using. And it's called the laundress, the laundress New York. I don't know. Have you heard of this detergent? Um, and it's not always the ladies themselves, the old ladies in my building. I live in a building with lots of old people. It's not always the ladies. It's like their staff that's doing the laundry, you know, like their maids and stuff. It's very fancy around here. You know, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm with the sack on the back. You know, I'm doing, I do my laundry. But anyway, 
of course I do. You're like, is she really saying does she does her own laundry? Like as if we should give her a round of applause. I'm saying that because in New York, a lot of people have other people doing it. Okay. Okay. So I'm checking it out. The laundress, right? No idea what this is. So I go on a recon mission. I head down to a hardware store in my neighborhood. And it's not like a Home Depot hardware store. It's like a hardware boutique. It's like they sell hammers and they also sell like lavender, like satchels for your underwear drawer. You know what I'm saying? And I knew they were going to have this fancy detergent there, the laundress. And it's it, the bottle, and they did. And the bottle, it looks like a shampoo bottle. It's a long, thin bottle. It's a clear bottle with a, a black cap. And it has a white label on and very, you know, like block, you know, like, elegant font and it says the laundress new york signature scent and uh it was like 30 bucks it's like uh, you get like 60 washes or something i think it's 30 ounces would that be right 30 ounces like a sh- it's like the tresemme shampoo bottle that's like the style anyway i didn't buy it there but i came home and i treated myself to it because i just felt like why the hell not if COVID taught us anything, it's tell, teaching us that you better live in the now. You know what I'm saying? So why should I have fancy laundry? Not for like, not for everything. So I get, let me explain. I go on Amazon and it was of course like $5 cheaper on Amazon. So add to cart, I did. And I started reading the reviews and all these women were like, I love it. It's amazing. This detergent changed my life. The scent, it's so elegant. It's gorgeous. It makes me feel like I'm in heaven. And I'm like, oh my God, sign me up for that, you know? And uh, then there were some other women that were and people that were writing saying that they um, only use it to launder their their bed linens. You know, how how snobby, by the way, is that that I just said the word bed linens? Like, is that not that I'm living on the Upper East Side? I launder my bed linen. Okay, they use it to wash their sheets. Okay, so they only use this to wash their sheets. And um, and I thought that's a brilliant idea. I'm going to get it. So uh, I bought it. And it arrived just in time for the throw up that happened last night. Great. So I right now, as we speak, I have all I'm off of work today because I had no sleep last night with the projectile vomiting. And I have all the sheets being done downstairs, sheets, mattress covers, duvet, the whole thing. And I'm washing them in regular detergent, like my Kirkland, my Tide, whatever the hell I normally use. And then I'm doing a second wash. Uh with the, the lawn dress, because if I haven't mentioned my daughter, she threw up in my bed. Um, <clears throat> but you know what? Let me tell you something. I told you a while ago that I have a, I upgraded my mattress to a Tempur-Pedic Split King adjustable bed because we spend like a third of our life sleeping. And I don't know, I just want to luxuriate sometimes. I've never experienced such luxury than when I was in the hospital with an adjustable bed. I swear to God, people are like, are you just kidding when you say this, Elise? I'm like, no, have you ever laid it? I lay, oh, for Christ's sake, I was in the hospital bed with the remote control and I was able to push a button, call somebody, they brought me a snack. Okay, you go zzz, up, zzz, down. It was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I was like, I must have one of these. You know, I came home, I Googled it. It was like the first thing I did. Like my, like it was like a giant purchase too. The Tempur-Pedic adjustable split king mattress. And I, I don't care that it's a split king. I don't, uh, who's ever on the other side of me, I don't want to sleep next to you. <laughs> no, I do. I, I just like the split. The, I like the adjustable because you don't have to both have your mattress up or down at the same time. So that's, that's my thing, right? So all the sheets being laundered with the laundress. I can't wait. I can't wait to get those heavenly scented sheets on my sumptuously comfortable bed. And I can't wait to just 
snuggle it up tonight in bed and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Um, I hope they live up to the Amazon review hype. The laundress, yeah, why the hell not? I didn't get my nails done this week. You know, I spend $25 on freaking cookies at the supermarket. And right now, you know, I'm on this terrible diet, which by the way, can we talk about the biscotti that I just made? Oh my God. So, you know, I'm on the diet and every day I'm drinking the juice. I'm drinking green juice. I'm also making this other juice that's delicious. Uh, Carrots, pineapple, and a little bit of ginger. Scrumptious, scrumptious. Um, But I have my coffee in the morning and I love biscotti. I love biscotti. So I, you know, my daughters wanted to bake the other night. So I said, okay, you know, we'll, we could bake something and we're cookies, cookies, chocolate chip cookies. And I'm just like, no, cause our mommy will eat all of them. Uh, but I was like, let's, you know, let's, let's do the biscotti. I'll make chocolate chip biscotti. And I usually like almonds or anazette or the cranberry, whatever, but I did chocolate chip and walnut. Oh my God. I swear. I've, I've made them before. I mean, not a lot, but I made them before. Heaven. I want to tell you how I made them because I, I have it right in front of me here. They came out so good. I don't know if I just had like a a great day of baking or I found a secret ingredient, which I think maybe I did. So this is how I made them, right? In the in the KitchenAid mixer. Well, preheat 350. Walnut chocolate biscotti, two cups of flour, one cup of sugar, uh, a teaspoon of baking powder, a, a, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a pinch of cinnamon, four tablespoons of butter, three eggs beaten and put those to the side. And then six ounces of chocolate chips, milk chocolate I use. And I use like half a bag, F, F six ounces. Who needs that? I needed more. And then a cup of walnuts and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. You know, when I beat the, 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 the sugar and the butter first in the mixer, put in the mixer, put the other stuff in. And um, let me tell you something. Cinnamon, the addition of, I never put cinnamon in a chocolate chip cookie before. And I did it for some reason in the biscotti. It was like out in front of me. I was cleaning out my spice drawer. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like you need to try this. Put cinnamon in the biscotti. Make, just try. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, let me tell you. So this is what you do. I got the baking sheets, grease the baking sheets. Uh, when everything is mixed together, you just quarter out the dough. I, I didn't quarter out the dough, by the way. Like I just took a handful and I was like, okay, that looks like a quarter of the dough. You know, I did it by hand. And then you make a log onto the baking sheet and the log should be like two inches high. I'm showing they have two inches high and then about nine inches long. So you make four logs on your baking sheet. And you know, you don't want to put them right next to each other, of course. And then you take that leftover tablespoon of the beaten egg, brush that, brush that on the top and the sides. And then you bake that, the four logs on the baking sheets, bake that in the oven, in the 350 oven, bake it for 25 minutes. And then when it comes out, let it cool for 10 minutes, cut them with a serrated knife. You got to use a serrated knife. If you use a regular knife, they might crumble. Uh, And you want to cut them on the diagonal, but who the hell needs to be that fancy? I don't give a shit how you cut the biscotti. Cut them. And then once they get into cookies, you know, all those little cookies, rebake them for another 10 minutes. I actually rebaked mine for like another 25, but you got to keep checking them because I I like them hard. Not burned hard. So you got to, you know, obviously got to check. But oh my God, I don't know if it was that I did a the beaten egg wash, you know, not egg white. It was the yolk and the egg white. I don't know if that was the trick this time. I don't know if it was the cinnamon. They were delightful. I'm going to make them again. I'm going to make them again soon. And I think I'm going to make them chocolate with pistachios. I have a giant thing in, from Costco of shelled pistachios in my pantry. I, I'm going to make them again. Those, the chocolate, by the way, the chocolate, chocolate, you know, not like chocolate chip. 
those I don't really love dipping in the coffee so much. Of course, and I, you know, of course, I told my mother that I made biscotti. And, you know, no, I just want to die. And I'm just, oh my God, yes. Is that what you're eating? And then she's like, I don't even like chocolate. I, I like Anazette. And it's the same thing as last week with the Stroopley, my grandma. It's like, can it be nice around here? Anyway, um, it's delicious. And if you make them, you have to, you have to tell me. But I would love to know how you make them, if you make them. Um, Business Insider did an article about me. I don't know if you guys happen to catch it. I just want to say thank you to them. It is what it was. It is like the nicest article. It basically was an article, uh, not necessarily about my standup. It was, well, it was, but it was about how I had like extreme corporate burnout, you know, like jaw burnout. Like I had a nervous freaking breakdown. I had a mental health breakdown. And uh, and, and I really leaned into my standup and that's how I became, you know, the comic that I am today, whatever. And um, I am so flattered that they did this on me because, uh, well, one, it's Business Insider and that's great. It's great press, but more because there are so many girls. I'm so passionate about the issue of working, uh, you know, burning out, all these fagazi people saying women could do it all. You could do it all. And yeah, you can. We can do everything. Hello, we've given birth to another human being. But we can't do it like all, all. Like, and we take too much on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just too, and then something winds up suffering. And, you know, and you guys, for me, that was my marriage suffered. My mental health suffered. You know, everything. And my job, I mean, I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown. I was working at a very large company. And by the way, well, I can't really talk about my my last company for legal reasons, but I try to, I don't say anything terrible, you know, so fine. But I worked for a very large company and I had a senior position and I just was devoted and I loved my job and I made them a ton of money and I loved everybody. And we went through changes and office moves and, you know, other people leaving, people going. And I just, I loved them. And I used to speak at events and I traveled all over the world. I mean, I was just, it was like, great. It was just, I just loved it. I loved it well before I had kids. I loved it while I had kids. But I, but once I had the children, I was like, oh my God, um, this is a lot. And so I was like, let me change my lifestyle. I was living on the Upper East Side. I had my first daughter. She was three months. The week I went back to work from maternity leave, I moved my family down to Battery Park to be closer to Wall Street. The week I went back to work on maternity leave, and I went back early, by the way, and I was working 12 hour days, 13 hour days. And I was making like, I was making great money. You, I think I mentioned before I was the breadwinner. I hate that term, but I was, and it was just, it was a lot. I had, uh, I was working all these hours. I had just given birth. I had a C-section. That's a major surgery. I was adjusting to becoming a new mother. I had lots of demands and goals and, you know, all, you know, whatever for work. Um, I was trying to figure out how to be a mom at work. I, I, I wanted to breastfeed, but I didn't really have a place to breastfeed. So I stopped breastfeeding. It was really hard. My marriage was suffering because I was taking things out on my husband. And then I got pregnant with my next daughter, which we planned. I had, I had uh, my children 17 months apart. And long story short, I uh, had postpartum with my 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 other daughter, and then uh, it was just like all downhill from there. And I was I also was in school, by the way, when all this was happening. I was in Harvard Business School with my first daughter. I was in Wharton uh, with my second for Wharton. I was there for uh, managerial economics and leadership. My first daughter, I was at Harvard for digital strategy. And let me say, I was living there. I was living in the business dorms. I was five months pregnant, living in the dorm. I mean, do you really? 
it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Not my whole pregnancy. It was very intense. Okay. And uh, and I had this breakdown. And, you know, after I lost my job, I just took 18 months and I just cleared my head. I raised my kids. I like leaned into stand up. I love performing. I love live performance. I love talking to people. I love relating to people. I love to hear people relate to me. I, I we're all works in progress, right? And all these, there's so many women out there that are like, that are like, we could do it all and we can have babies and we could be an executive and we could do this and we could be this big and we could be a size two and we could eat healthy and my kids, they live off chia seeds. And it's like, oh, shut up. No, you don't. And we make crap. It's like, I just, I can't fucking deal with those people. I am a work in progress. I'm going to die a work in progress. I, and I am passionate about that. I'm passionate to let girls know, to communicating that message that it's okay to eat a sleeve of Oreos after soul cycle. It's okay to like have postpartum. It's okay. Right. Like I'm just a real lady, right? I'm a real lady. And I was working in the business world and I still work in the business world. And I was so honored that they did the article because it's the truth. And I can't say a lot about the company that I worked for, like I said, but I, it was very, it was a very difficult time in my life. And my life was shattered. I lost my marriage. I lost my job. Um, I, it was terrible and I rebuilt myself and this is who I am today. So thank you business insider for that beautiful article. Um, I wonder if my last company read it and are they going to be like, we're suing her. And it's like, and it'll be like, go F yourself. Okay. Go F yourself. Because I said nothing nasty about you people. I said only like nice things that I loved the job and blah, blah, blah. And if I gave that interview after a few drinks, maybe that would be a different story, but I didn't. So that's that. Anyway, thank you. And, you know, like, look, we have so many women leaders uh, in the world and like in this country and all this stuff, but don't let anybody make you think that it's easy. Like I have a friend who's a CEO of a very big company and her husband doesn't work. So all the work, the housework, the cleaning, the, the cooking, at all laundry. He does all that. So she goes to work and makes the money, you know? Um, so there's always like these little details that some of these power women forget to leave out, right? You forget to leave out the details, girls. And then you go around influencing all these other girls. And then they, like me, go and try to do. And then they have a breakdown. And then we're like, what? How do you do it? Oh, my God, I want to kill myself. And then you're like, no, I got a life to live. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. TV talk a talk. Um, on the fabulous ladies in the basement doing their laundry with laundress, I was, um, I know that's on advertising. We all know Elise Delucci has no advertisers on her podcast. Um, is uh, I was inspired to watch a old movie that, well, older movie, a few years older, you know, not 1960s older. Advanced style. When I was working uh, in digital media years ago, I worked for uh, a boat, bunch, a company that had a bunch of websites. One of them was fashionista.com. I had a friend, Ari Seth Cohen, who started a blog at that time. Uh, he was like an industry friend. And he started a blog called Advanced Style. And basically what he did was he went around the city with his camera and he took pictures of all the most fabulous women, 60 and over, all over the city, what they were wearing. He was, he was like in love with older women. And I fell in love with the website. And then he came out with a coffee table book. And then in 2014, he made a documentary. You can watch on Amazon. It's called Advanced Style. I love old ladies. I love them. So when I was like doing the laundry and I'm seeing all these, you know, kooky ladies do, you know, whatever they use, 
I, I remembered about the doc and I watched it and oh my God, it's so great. You got to watch it, especially if you are over 60 or if you have a mother that loves style or, you know, just whatever. She has, she has style and panache. Put it on. It's a great thing. It's just great. They're really flamboyant women. One of them was like a big dancer up at the Apollo Theater. Another one's a hat designer. Another one owned a little boutique on the Upper West Side. And you just see how these women, how they dress, these the, 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 the concoctions of their outfits and 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 the, the crazy colored hair and the big giant statement jewelry. And But they also talk about how they appreciate their life and you never know when your last day is. And it's just such a good documentary. I got my grandmother, actually, the coffee table book um, years ago. And it that was also a great gift. Uh, when I was younger for like my confirmation, I don't know, volunteer. My mom had me volunteer in a old people's home. And I was like playing bingo and doing the nails. That was my job. And I love, I just always loved old ladies. I love old, fabulous ladies. I love them. I absolutely love them. So I was inspired by the women in my building to, um, watch advanced style again. I think you should watch it. And also, by the way, one of the women in my building, she's wearing these adorable clogs the other day. And I said, oh my God, I love those clogs. They remind me of like British gardening shoes. And she said, they are. And I said, they are. And she said, yeah, I got them on Amazon. And I said, oh my God, it is so cute. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt now. I'm on the hunt for the perfect, perfect pair. And I know you're listening to this. You're like, does this, does all she do just shop? No, I don't just shop. I do lots of other things. I just happen to like gorgeous things. And if they don't work for me, I return them. I have friends that like, they don't return. They're like, oh, it was only $16. $16. What are you kidding me? That's a whole omelet at the diner. Return that shit. But if I can't return, I give it to my sister, my sisters, I should say. But uh, the gardening shoes were amazing because I love rain boots, but I, you know, they're so clunky. I never really put them on. And uh, just to run a quick errand. And I don't really like the LL Bean duck boot, you know? So they have these you know, they're like that British racing green, that hunter green, it's just like a clog. It looks like a Crocs without the hole, but they're cute. You know, if you just have to like walk the dog or run an errand, I don't know. I loved. And on the British note, my TV talk was is Downton Abbey. Have you watched? Because we talked about the Gilded Age. I watched the Gilded Age. That's the show about New York in the 1800s. Absolutely fabulous. And when I was with my family at Easter, my mother's like, if you like that, you should watch Downton Abbey. And I was like, I don't want to watch another show like me. Or I don't want to watch a show about stuffy Brits. I mean, we know how I feel about that, right? You know, my daughter's sick. So I got a whisper because for all I know, she could be like sneaking up on me. No, but you know, it's like, hey, I, did I want to hear about it? it want, mm, but you know what? I love it. Six seasons. That's what sold me on the show. I was like, oh, I could binge watch a whole season. And then I got five more to go. Sign me up. And it's literally, it's great. It's a great show. It's um, it's about uh, England in 19, I think it's set in 1912 or 1914. It's right after the Titanic crash. And it's about a Lord and his family. And he uh, he's trying in his mansion, Downton Abbey. The Lord has to pass the mansion off to an heir. He has three daughters. It's law that it can't go to a daughter. So he has to uh, find somebody. And his male heir in the family had just died on the Titanic. And now he has this long lost young cousin. And he's going to pass the the mansion and the fortune down to the cousin, the, the, the this third removed cousin. And the daughters are freaking out. And that's like the whole sort of setup. And I'm only on maybe the fifth episode, but so far I love it. It's 40. It's nasty. It's fabulous. It's funny. 
in like a in like a dry British way. You know, it's ridiculous. It's it's dramatic. Oh, this scandal. I'm liking it. Loving it so far. Loving it. Loving it. So how are you doing? Is everything going well with you people? Is everything going well? I'm I miss you. I, I haven't talked to you all week. I want to know what you're watching, by the way, if you have any interesting shows. There's a show that's coming back on that I absolutely love. It's totally out of my wheelhouse, but my boyfriend got me into it. It's on the History Channel and it's called Alone. And uh, that's coming back on the History Channel in June. It's like naked and afraid, but they're not naked and they're not really afraid either. You know what I love about Alone? You know, they get dropped in the wild with like five items is that the people that wind up winning the competition are always the people, not only that are the ones that are the most resourceful, but they are the ones that have the best mindset. So I like that. But the uh, the show is alone. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even realize I have the biscotti right in front of me. If you're watching on YouTube, because, you know, God forbid I go to another location without food. Look at this. This is that biscotti I was just telling you about the recipe. Look at that delicious. Look at those chunks of chocolate, the walnuts and... <sighs> Mm. If you're listening, mm. I'm smelling it. Oh my God. Mm. I think we got to go because I think I need to have a snack break. Um, product of the week. I mean, we talked about products, but tea tree oil balm. I love tea tree oil. I use this Olbus oil. I think I told you about it in the past. Um, but this uh, tea tree balm oil, I read about it. Somebody said it heals like chap. My daughter has terrible chap lips and she has like a little eczema on her hands. Poor little thing when she gets out of the bath, my younger daughter. They said it heals, healing. Chap, chap lips, skin irritation, sores, rashes, psoriasis. So I was like, all right, let me try this tea tree balm, tea tree oil balm. Uh, I got it as always on Amazon. The brand is Sham. I don't even know Shamel. I don't know how to pronounce this crap. C-H-A-M-U-E-L. Shamuel. Shamuel is the brand. It's like, I don't know, $20 or something. It's a, it's a little tin. It's amazing. I swear, I swear to God. So good. My lips, chap, put it on overnight. Amazing. My feet, my heels dry and not like sandpaper dry, but dry, dry, dry enough, dry enough to make me be talking about it. Put the tea tree oil balm on the bottom of my feet put a little snuggle sock on, paraffin treatment overnight. I, I, and I'm telling you, I, I use so many different things. The next day, feet like butter, baby. And on my daughter's lip, same thing on her little hands. It's not like it cured her little eczema, but it was so much less dry in the morning when I put this on her hands. Tea tree oil balm. It, look at it. It has like 8,000 reviews. Everybody's like, buy 10 of them. You know, and anytime I, I see these like tons of reviews, I'm like, oh God, are these people like just lunatics like getting paid like a dollar and then like 10,000 cans of tea tree oil bomb and you know and they're just singing the praises but I got it and it's great you gotta try it but yeah I gotta wrap this episode up I'm off from work today did I say that already but last night you know oh god my poor older daughter she was just I don't know maybe it was the meatballs or something I had frozen meatballs in my freezer and uh I defrosted them and gave them to them with the macaroni for dinner last night and she projectile vomited everywhere. I mean, that, like literally chunks. Uh, I can't, I, oh, all over, all over. And I'm just, my whole house is upside down right now. So I got to go tens. Is This is the mother's life. People are like, it's so funny. I think it was a Judy Gold. I was, when I was talking to Judy Gold recently, you know her? Oh, hilarious. You got to love her. I was talking to her recently and I was talking about uh, 
how busy like us mothers are. And it's just like so exhausting. And she was like, oh, I can't stand people that say I'm so tired and they have no kids. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I know. Don't you just want to like wring their neck? It's the, it's the word. Like, it's like, you come talk to me after you made three meals, you work in, you know, a couple of jobs, you got throw up all over every freaking bed in the house and sheets and the thing. And, and, you know, oh my God, it's exhausting. Anyway, quote of the day by Diane von Furstenberg, wife, I should say, I was going to say husband of, wife of Barry Diller. Barry Diller, he made Tiny Island on the West Side Highway on Manhattan. And you know Barry Diller, he owns IAC, Ticketmaster, blah, 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 two of them. There was the talk about billionaires, 100 billionaires. Anyway, Diane von Furstenberg, her quote, you're always with yourself, so you may as well enjoy the company. And that's what it's about, people. Elise DeLucci Show, 100 episode, the 100th episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. Tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram. I love to love you, baby. Let's hope that something happens with the stand-up career. Say a prayer for me. Light a candle. And if my mother's listening, maybe you wouldn't need to ask people to light a candle for you if you actually went to church. I hear you, Mom. I'm Elise DeLucci. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Ciao, baby. I'm <laughs> sorry.